Hello and welcome to this Life Changes podcast. You are now listening to one of our Sunday messages. If you'd like to know more about Life Changes, you can visit us on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram. Now lean in and enjoy. in worship and I could just go on for hours and hours. I just love, I love worshiping Jesus. I love being in a place of worship and just, I just really sense his presence here this morning and it's always quite awkward to go into something, but um, just want to say welcome. Thank you for being with us this morning. I know it was probably quite an early start for some of us, (laughs) very early, Um, but yeah, just thank you for being with us. Um, For those of you that are visiting us for the first time. It's always lovely to have new faces and just new ladies, um, new people in our midst. So welcome to everyone. Um, And those of us that call Life Changes home, welcome ladies. Good morning. Um, Isn't this beautiful? I just want to say thank you to Jen, Jenny, who did all the breakfast for us. Let's give her a hand. Thank you, Jen. And uh, thank you to the team who so beautifully put this all together and did all the decor and the beautiful flowers outside and everything. It's really, really exquisite. Thank you, guys. Um, I'm, I'm Candice, for those of you who don't know me. Um, I am married to Mark, and we lead this beautiful team here at Life Changes Church. What a privilege. What an adventure. It's been amazing. Um, I have three boys. I don't know if that picture is going to go up. Uh, there we go. Judah, oldest, Ben, and Daniel. Yeah, so those are my three wildlings. Um, just to, I'm going to stop saying um. Hey, okay. Just a quick burst of an intro, just to break the ice a little bit, uh, that would best describe me. I am a drill sergeant at home. I know you don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> I have to be a drill sergeant with my boys, three of them. You can imagine. Um, I'm Sharon's, my, where's Sharon, my next door neighbor? <laughs> she's my, I'm, a, I'm her apprentice baker and cook. She's teaching me lots. Thank you, Sharon. I'm not the best in the kitchen. I'm an apprentice gardener. I, apparently, I'm a good listener, and I seem to be doing a lot of listening to people these days and talking a lot less. I'd much rather be doing a dance class <laughs> than be in the kitchen cooking food. As you, yeah, I, I'm not passionate about food <laughs> in the kitchen. Um, apparent, um, I'd much, yeah, oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm an early retired graphic designer. I used to do graphic design before going into full-time ministry. I secretly love the movie Nacho Libre. I really love, I love watching it with my boys as well. And I've watched it about a hundred times over and it still cracks me up. I love it. So that's just a bit of random info just to break the ice a little bit. When, um, when I moved, when we moved from Durban to Cape Town, uh, Mark and I, uh, we had, we just had Daniel then. He was nine weeks old. It was quite an in- intense time. <laughs> and we took over the leadership of Life Changes Church. Wally and Shills handed it over, who planted the church and led it for so many years. And we not only took over the church, but we took over their house as well. <laughs> so they moved out, found a new property, and we moved into their, their old house. And, I just want to start off by describing in their garden, they had like uh, in part of their yard, they had what, what Shirley called the secret garden. And um, it was just a beautifully sort of enclosed area where they had these 
brick seats and these beautiful cushions and beautiful curtains. And it was all enclosed with these pretty trees and manicured garden. And it was really, really pretty and private. And you can just imagine just really beautiful moments. I'm sure Wally and Shul shared their like romantic dinners. I know Brad um, proposed to uh, their daughter in that place. Um, so it was very, uh, it afforded them many beautiful secret sort of moments, you know. And when the VPs arrived <laughs> and we moved into the house with my three wildlings, uh, I'm very sad to say, but that secret garden is no longer a secret garden. They are quite wild. They ride their bikes and they, they ram into my garden. And, you know, there's a certain section of my garden that they're not allowed. That's, I'm, I'm busy working on that section. But everywhere else, they were just riding their bikes, ramming into the garden with their boots and just going wild and crazy. So I hate to say it, but that secret garden is no longer a secret garden. It's now whatever the, the wild imagination of a young three young boys uh, make it into. So it's like, I think it's been a fort, it's been a pirate ship, it's been like a, a camping spot, a stage to perform, you name it. So, yeah, we had to eventually, like, chop the trees down and just, yeah, neat and t- took the cushions away and all of that. So just something funny just to start off with. But, yeah, so my place of peace and quiet, unfortunately, it doesn't come from Shirley's Secret Garden. Um, it comes in many, many different ways and in small little bursts. Uh, my world looks, just so that you know, looks something like, like this. Very early mornings from Monday to Sunday, 6 o'clock, quarter to 6 in the morning. The boys wake up. It's very loud, and it's loud until they go to sleep at half past 7. It's lots of wrestling, fighting, crying, screaming, shouting, laughing, just you name it. Um, the afternoons, I'm busy driving around, mom's taxi, schools. My boys are in three different schools this year, so it's a bit crazy. Lots of homework, sport. Um, yeah, so it's big. It's busy. Ministry's busy. Lots of people in our home. Lots of meetings. Um, life's good, but it's, it's big and it's busy. And there's times where I literally just, <laughs> I just want to run out of there. I just want a little moment of peace and quiet just to myself. And um, actually yesterday, my next door neighbor, Sharon, afforded me the opportunity of having a peaceful moment, an hour and a half to prepare I left Mark with the boys, and I just said, I just need Jesus. I just need time on my own. And so I snuggled up on Sharon's couch. It was very quiet. I had some blankets and a few snacks, and it was just me and the Lord. It was beautiful, and I was just preparing for this morning. Um, Yeah. So, you know, life is big, ladies, and then life gets bigger as we go. Um, You know, I've been battling a bit with pain, and, and I'll chat a little bit more about it, just some physical pain. Um, we recently, we've had friends, really close, close friends who are struggling and their marriages have fallen apart and there's divorce. We've lost loved ones. You know, so for all of us, life is big. Life is big. And we want to run to someone. We want to run somewhere for help. And for most people, a secret place could be a place like Table Mountain. It could be being on a boat in the middle of the ocean. It could be an exotic holiday. It could be a full body massage, um, or maybe it's a person. Maybe it's um, a, your spouse or your friend or your mom. Um, it could be a time on our own, and for some of us, it could be getting lost in a crowded room, um, not having to be on our own. Uh, for some, it might be a negative place, a place of insecurity, fearfulness, doubt, perhaps abuse, addiction. Um, for some of us, It might be a positive place where you can hide and find peace and courage, hope and strength. 
Where do you go, ladies, when you want to find rest? Where's your place to hide? Just think about it this morning. Is it your husband? Is it your friends? Is it maybe just getting out and partying and getting lost in that whole world? Um, When the targets aren't reached, when kids don't perform well in their exams like you wanted them to, maybe your marriage is taking strain, where do you go? Uh, I've watched people spend loads of money on exotic holidays, on on Botox or whatever, do wilder and crazier things. I'm I'm turning 40 this year, so I've I've seen a few things, you know. (laughs) You can say that when you're turning 40. (laughs) I just want to tell you this morning that the secret place is not a physical place. It's actually in a person, and that person, person is Jesus Christ. And this morning, I want to tell you about a secret place with God, our Father, that is available to every one of us, a place that is holy, a place that is pure, where God is so eager to reveal who he is to you, personally, who he is. It's a personal, intimate place. He's a personal God. He's an intimate God. Um, Did you know that we've been created for intimacy, right? In Genesis, when God created um, Adam and Eve, he walked with them in the cool of the day. I would love to walk with God in the cool of the day. I just, you know, he wants our hearts. He just wants to be with us. Um, <clears throat> you know, when you think of every other religion, you have to do things for God, for their gods. But in Christianity with Jesus, he's done everything for us. And all he wants is us. He wants our hearts. It's actually quite simple. Um, I just want to say from the start, if if you're here this morning and you don't have a personal relationship with God, perhaps you haven't made a commitment as um, to make Jesus Lord and Savior in your life, I just want to tell you that we serve a God who's highly intentional in all that he does, and nothing is by coincidence, and that you are here this morning for a reason. You are here for a reason. And um, just open your hearts to him. He's inviting you to life with him and in him. The crazy wild thing is that God's love and salvation is a free gift. It's a free gift. There's nothing you can do to earn it. I love that song. There's nothing you can do to earn it. There's nothing you can do to deserve it. Um, He's giving it to you. All we need to do is believe and accept him as Lord and Savior and just yield our lives to him. I'm reminded of Ephesians 2 verse 8. I think it's coming up on the screen. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one may boast. I love that. It's just so freeing. It's not by works. It's a free gift. So just open your hearts this morning, ladies. So this morning, I just want to, I'd love to share my journey of how God has revealed the secret place and how he's revealed his nature and his character to me, just through my personal experience and through the years. I'd love to share that with you. And I really feel like God's going to speak to you, ladies, personally this morning as I share my story. I feel like he's going to start to speak. And if that's a scary thing for you, if intimacy maybe is a scary thing, just just yield yourself to the Holy Spirit. Just yield to God. He wants to speak to you this morning. And um, if you've noticed on your seat, as you sat down, an uh, 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 envelope with a blank page inside, the secret place. And I just felt like this, I feel, I feel like God, while I'm sharing, God's going to speak to you. And you'll see inside it's blank. Because he wants to speak a personal message to you. And he wants to invite you in to an intimate, beautiful place of his presence. So even while I'm preaching, if you've got a pen and you want to write something, what you feel God is saying, write it. Or if you want to take a moment afterwards at home, 
in a quiet space, just just write what you feel God is saying and let it be a reminder of, um, of what he's been saying to you this morning. Okay, so the first place, I feel like we're very, very serious in here. Okay, <laughs> okay. The first, the first part of my journey, I'm calling it the secret place of God's love. Um, just very briefly, growing up, a lot of you know the story, but I was quite insecure. I was uh, had lots of self-doubt, lots of fear and anxiety. I um, wouldn't say boo to a ghost at school. I had like one friend. And uh, yeah, so I just, and then I loved to dance. I danced my whole life. I somehow found a sense of confidence dancing when I was on stage. It was something that God just put in me. Um, then when I was growing up, I kind of got involved with the wrong crowd, got involved in the whole rave scene and drugs and oh, all sorts. And I kind of um, loved the whole partying thing. I loved the dancing. And I found almost a sense of false confidence. And I suppose you could say that my secret place was being in that rave club, you know, like getting lost. This is who I am. This is, this is me, you know. I found myself. Um, <clears throat> but on my own, I was completely riddled with fear and anxiety and self-doubt. The amazing thing is that God pursued me in his love. I didn't pursue him. He came after me. That's what I love about that song that we've been singing. He comes after us, girls. He comes after us. And um, there were many moments that God put Christians in my life, which was, I got so irritated. I used to get so irritated. No, man, Lord, not another one. Come on. And um, <laughs> But he does that. And I'm sure we've all got our stories. Um, I, yeah, and he just affords you the opportunity. He gives you opportunities to make a decision for him. He's wooing you. He's drawing you in. And um, I just, I remember when Mark and I, I just gave my life to the Lord. I was a few months saved. I met Mark at Glenridge Church in Durban. And uh, he was like the surfer boy and, you know, like lifesaver. Loved it. Loved that whole thing. The whistle and the shorts. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and he, we, we just had a friendship. And I just loved spending time with him. And we went out together just for fun. And then he started getting serious. And he started asking me out. And like he want, and he asked me about three times, and I just said no every time. I'm like, no, I'm not ready. No, no, no. And I think it was about I can't remember the fourth time. He said, come, let's be serious now. And I, I, I eventually gave in. But for me, the picture of how he pursued me, and he knew what he wanted, and he wouldn't let go. And he he knew I've got this girl. I'm coming after her. And for me, it was just such a beautiful picture of the father's love, and how he comes after us. You know, he loves us. He loves us so much. He comes after us. Um, and then the second part of my journey, I've, I've called it the secret place of God's salvation. It was when I gave my life to the Lord. I was 21 years old. I just moved to Durban from Joburg. And I had a, quite a radical salvation, quite a radical experience with God. And I just turned 180 degree. Did a, quite a quick work in my life. And I just experienced his overwhelming love, peace, and joy. And I almost felt this thing lift, like this heaviness just lift off of me. There was a lightness to my step. Uh, I really found like a deep sense of belonging. I just felt, wow, I found family. Like, I found my father. And in those early months of, of my journey, God was showing me a new secret place in him. He was gently and powerfully speaking to me in the quiet of the mornings before my day began. He was opening up his word to me and revealing his promises over me. As you see, we've set up like a little quiet time spot here, you see, with the, the chair and the table and Bible open, a cup of coffee, a comfortable blanket. 
that was when I first got saved, I had these beautiful moments with God, just in the mornings or in the evenings or whatever. I had lots of time, just get lost in his word, and his word would just wash over me, his promises. I found out who this Jesus was. I found out who I was in him. He was securing my identity. There were moments in worship I'd come to church. I'd actually, like, run to church. I was so excited to be with God. I literally, I remember myself running to prayer meetings and running to church. And I must have thought I was crazy. This crazy girl worshiping Jesus, like going crazy in front of everyone. But I was just so captivated by him. My heart was just captured by his love. And I I would just cry. I don't know. I don't understand what God was doing, but he was doing a deep, 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 deep work in me. And for the first two months of knowing him, every time in worship, I would just weep and weep and weep. And it was just, God was just doing a deep thing. You see, the secret place isn't a physical place, actually. It's in our hearts. And God says, Christ is in you. He dwells in your hearts by faith, believing in him. And I just want to share very briefly, in the Old Testament, um, before Jesus' time, the, the high priest could only physically go into the Holy of Holies, the holy place in the temple. And that's where God's presence resided. That's where his presence was in the olden days. So only the high priest could go in there and make sacrifices for everybody's sin. But when Jesus died on the cross for our sin, that holy of holies, the curtain tore from the top to the bottom. And it's almost like this is what we were trying to portray here, the holy of holies. And this curtain has been divided and we are allowed access with confidence into the throne room of God, into his presence Isn't that beautiful? And it's just a picture, because normally you would tear a curtain from the bottom to the top, right? But that curtain tore from the top to the bottom. And that's just a picture of God reaching down, initiating his love, and just breaking that divide, tearing that divide between God and man, and saying, come, my daughter, come, come to me. I've given you free access. With confidence, we can come before his throne of grace. It's free to all of us. And um, that holy of holies is just such a beautiful thing. It's a pure, beautiful place of God's presence. And actually, that holy of holies is in our hearts. This is where the holy holy of holies is. It's in our hearts. The secret place is in our hearts. And then thirdly, um, just carrying on with my journey, um, I'm calling it the secret place of God's grace. Because um, in the season of having young babies and toddlers, um, I really, God really just revealed his incredible undeserving grace to me in that time. As moms, uh, for some of us, you know, that have been there, done that with little babies and toddlers, it's a very demanding, emotionally, physically demanding time. It's joyful and it's beautiful, but it's incredibly demanding. And, um, you know, your time is not your own. There's no pause button. You can't just go and take a nap because you're tired. You're like, okay, let's just pause you screaming, baby, I'm going to go have a nap. I'm tired. No, that doesn't work. Um, you know, the lack of sleep can sometimes drive you to the point of insanity. I mean, I've had days like that. I just, I can't even open my eyes in the morning and I've got to face the day. Um, so gone were my secret place times of hours sitting on the couch in the word, drinking my coffee and snuggling up, you know. Um, gone were those moments of, of that. And um, gone were moments of just getting lost in worship. I had babies and toddlers hanging on my leg and baby crying and all of that. But, um, yeah, uh, I think, I mean, this is funny, but I think the best times for me were just on the toilet when I was on my own and no one could come and find me. I'm like, well, sometimes I'd have a baby, you know, 
on the toilet. But that was my quiet, my quiet space, my secret place in the toilet. I'm sure some of you moms can relate, eh? Okay. Um, <laughs> so I think God was just showing me that I need to just I needed to just take moments in Him, and actually where I just needed to receive His love. It wasn't about hours of studying in that season in his word. It wasn't about hours of prayer and intercession. It was actually just receiving his love. And um, there were just take moments, like when I was breastfeeding in the middle of the night or changing nappies, washing dishes, you know, cooking dinner with baby on hip and toddler screaming and crying on my legs. I just had to take moments of just receiving him and receiving his love and not because of what I had done. And um, he really dealt with performance. I had a performance mindset. I felt like I needed to do stuff to earn his love. I, I needed to be in the word. I needed to be studying. I needed to be praying, you know, to, to get his love. But actually, God was just showing me, my girl, you don't need to do anything more for me to just pour out my love over you. Actually, um, yeah, so he just wanted my heart. He loved me no matter what. His undeserved, sufficient unending grace and love. It doesn't depend on what we do for him, but actually it just all depends on what Jesus has done for us. Isn't that freeing and isn't that beautiful? So whatever season you're in, when you don't have time to spend hours in the word, I'm not, I'm not saying it's, it's not a good thing. It is a good thing, but just receive his love. Let his grace just cover you. Um, okay, sorry, I'm just finding out where I am. All right, there we go. <laughs> yeah, so grace or the person of Jesus, covers me when I feel uncovered. So whether it is performance, pain, or any other challenges in your life, let grace just cover you, ladies. Let grace cover you. A secret place is somewhere you can take refuge when the storm rages. And we all have, at different times, storms, different types of storms in our lives. But for me, the Word of God shows that that is actually Jesus. Okay, and then... Fourthly, um, the next part of my journey, I called it the secret place of God's power and call. And um, just carrying on with my journey, um, Mark and I, when we were in Durban, we were in full-time ministry on eldership on an eldership team in, in Durban and uh, Glenridge Church. And we started feeling, after a couple of years, the call of God to lead our own church. And um, I have shared this before, but I was always very afraid of the call of God. And I think some of us can relate to that. We all, it, it's weighty, it's big. I can't do that, Lord. It just seems too big for me. And um, it was in this time that somehow God put Wally and Shores, who used to lead the church here in our lives, and we started talking to them. Their daughter worked with us at Glenridge Church, so we knew them through her. And Wally and Shores felt like it was a new season of handing over, and it was a bit of a long process. But yeah, through all of that, God was really wanting to deal with the fear of, of the call of God on my life. And um, I, had, um, I had some amazingly powerful encounters with God um, in that time where I felt his courage and I felt his strength and just a sense of his calling and his anointing on my life. And um, I just want to tell you that sometimes the secret place is a slow, steady, daily walk with God. But sometimes the secret place is a powerful encounter with a majestic king, being filled with the Holy Spirit, with the manifest presence of God. And we have bursts of those moments. Um, in Ephesians 5 verse 18, it says, Do not get drunk on wine. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. And I love that be filled. It's not a once-for-all experience, ladies. 
It's to be repeated when needed. And we need the refreshing. We need the empowering. We need the anointing of God if he's called us to the things that he wants us to do. And I just want to share, some of you know it, but um, just one encounter that I had with God. I was at a ladies' meeting. There were about 200 ladies. There was a, a guy who was a prophetic dude. And he, was, he called me up in front of everyone um, first up. And he just started prophesying and just started declaring God's call. And it was during this time that I was battling with this call and fear. And um, I just felt the manifest presence of God just come and like electric bolts of lightning and power. I, can't, I don't know how to describe it, but I couldn't stand still. And I was literally in front of everyone. The ladies were all sitting and I'm screaming and running on the spot like this because I couldn't contain this, this energy and this power and this anointing that just kind of overtook my body. And you know what? It wasn't about that moment. It was actually what God was calling me to for the future. And I felt God say to me, actually, my girl, it's not about you. It's not about you. Actually, I've given you the power and I've given you the anointing. I am inside of you. My spirit is inside of you. Actually, and you need me. So just yield to me (laughs) and just give up now. Okay, just trust me. And I just felt him say that actually um, he was giving me a supernatural stamina and a supernatural strength and power for what he had called me to. Isn't that beautiful? So I came away so encouraged. I came away just so filled and just just excited, you know. And I don't think, I had a couple of encounters like that just after that, but I don't think I'd be standing here today if it wasn't for those encounters. Honestly, God dealt with my fear in a big, radical way. And um, he's still doing it. I'm still, you know, work in progress. But uh, yeah, so I'm just, just to let you know that actually the secret place can be those radical, manifest, powerful, Holy Spirit-filled moments. Um, all right. Where are we? Okay. Can I just have a sip of water quickly? Okay, just very briefly on this one, the power and the call of God. Um, I had quite a few overwhelming moments of the call of God. And recently, I was really struggling with, uh, just to be quite vulnerable, I was struggling with people's expectations of me, just as a pastor's wife and leading a congregation of so many people, uh, a wife to Mark who is bigger than life, and whose motto for life is, let's take over the world, and has always been that. So just tad overwhelmed. And then three very strong world strong world little boys. And, you know, so there's, (laughs) there's been moments where I'm just like, Lord Jesus, help me. Um, uh, and, um, the beauty of the secret place, God just very kindly in his kindness, I've just experienced the kindness of God lately. And he led me to Matthew 11, 28, 30. And Jesus says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Come to me and I will give you rest. Take my yoke, my work, Upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden light. I want the yoke of Jesus that is easy and light. And um, and I just love that God just showed me. It's that very thing again. Come to me. Jesus is the, is the answer to all our burdens. He says, "Come to me." He doesn't always offer us the detailed solution as to how he's going to sort it out and when he's going to sort it out. But it's in his hands. He's got you. Just come to me, he says. 
And then he talks about his rest before he talks about the yoke, which is the work. Because the yoke is what the oxen used to put on them to, you know, to do work. So he talks about coming from a, out of the place of rest. You do my work. You do what I've called you to. It's just so beautiful. Okay, I'm going to move on from there. Um, lastly, my, the last bit of my journey, um, I've called it the secret place of God's strength. And um, this has been a recent one um, that I've been dealing with. And uh, I've been really, really battling with pain, just physical pain in my back, running up all the way to my neck and shoulders. And I've been to doctors, I've been to specialists, I've been for scans and da-da-da and all of that. And we've, um, yeah, they've diagnosed some stuff. But um, it's, been, it's been a really, really tough, tough, tough journey. And um, it's been, it was months last year, and then it started coming right, and then it just started again a few months ago. And although I'm progressing, and I can see God's healing in my body, I'm definitely progressing, and it's, it's, it's not a miraculous, you know, then and there healing. I wish it was, please, Lord, anytime. Um, but actually, sometimes God heals us, and it's a process, because he's teaching us stuff, and he's training us. He doesn't bring the sickness. He uses it to teach you and to train you up and to mature you. And... Uh, I trust him. I trust him. I trust him in this process. I've had, it's like it's been a bittersweet journey, bitter because I've had to endure some hectic pain, and sweet because I've had the most beautiful moments with Jesus, where I've completely had to rely and depend on Him. When I wake up, and there's been terrible moments where I just literally have had to be in bed all day, and I've got three little boys, and uh, I've had an amazing community to help around me. But there's been moments where I've had to kind of just. I didn't know how I'd face my day. I'd wake up, I'd go to bed in pain, wake up in pain, and I just didn't know how to face my day, and it just completely overwhelmed me. But I had to learn how to just let God's word, when I woke up in the morning, before I got out of bed, I literally just washed myself in his word. I meditated on his promises. I spoke out his truth that was, was above my circumstance and above how I'm feeling. I literally just spoke it out in faith been speaking it out in faith. I'm learning to praise him and worship him in the midst of the pain. I'm learning to speak a language of faith in the midst of pain. And he's making me strong and he's, he's, you know, increasing my capacity and he's, you know, like just making my shoulders bigger. And he's faithful. He's faithful, ladies. I've, I've been in those beautiful moments where I'm absolutely desperate for him, where I cannot carry on without him. He comes, he comes and he strengthens me. Yeah, um, uh, okay. Yeah, and God says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And actually, he gives us the ability to do that. He gives us the ability to, when we have a negative thought or a negative emotion or whatever, to take that thought captive and we make it obedient to Jesus, who is the word and flesh, his promises, his word. And actually, when I, start, when I started doing that, I started actually physically feeling better. I was getting transformed in my mind, in my emotions, even physically, when I focus on Jesus and I don't focus on the pain, I literally can feel that pain go. So, um, yeah. Um, where are we? Okay. Okay. Yeah, I just, I just wrote down, yeah, we have to learn to move in the opposite spirit, you know? And I feel like that God's been training me to do that. Like, if I get an anxious thought, to turn it into prayer and to to have a thought that expresses trust in God, the complete opposite. If I have a fearful thought, 
then I've, I've learned to thank him and, and thank him for his perfect love that casts out all fear. So we start to come in the opposite spirit. Um, yeah, so I just want to say the secret place that builds me up and strengthens my soul and spirit, I'm learning to speak to my soul like David did in Psalm 42 verse 5. Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. He knows the timings. He's, it's his timing. It's not our timing. We can't force his hand. We trust him in the process. But um, we've got to learn to sometimes preach to ourselves, right? We've got to learn to preach to those emotions. We've got to learn to preach the word of God and his truth to those thoughts. Um, I'm learning to trust him with all my heart. Proverbs 3, 5 to 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. I trust you, Lord. I don't understand why I'm seeing people healed all around me and it's miraculous and it's beautiful and I celebrate with them because I know God is good. I genuinely celebrate because you are good. But I trust you. I trust you, Lord. You've got me. It's your process. So God sometimes takes us into these difficult seasons to know and to have a greater revelation of his majesty, glory, and power. He's training us for the things that are coming, the things he's called you to. You wouldn't be able to handle our future. We wouldn't be able to handle our future call if we don't gain victory in these tough seasons. We wouldn't be able to handle what he's called us to. So whatever that tough season is for you, ladies, just know that God is training you up. He's maturing you, and he's with you. He's kind. He's good. He's loving. He's gracious. He's merciful. He's good. He's got you. Um, James 1, 2 to 8 says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance, and let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. He's teaching you to find him under pressure, to find his favor, his blessing, and his power, his presence. The secret place should be the first place we run to under, under pressure. You see, his power is made perfect in weakness. Less of me, Lord, more of you. And it can be incredibly painful, but the beauty that comes out of it is just majestic because it's more of him. It's more of him, and it's less of me. So in closing, I promise you I'm closing now. Okay. <laughs> in closing, the most wonderful thing you'll ever do with your life is to trust it to the nature of God. Get to know his nature in the secret place. The source of my peace my joy, my hope, my power and strength is when I'm completely reliant on who he is. We have to learn to rest in his nature. He never changes. He says, I change not. I am the same yesterday, today, and forever, tomorrow. I change not. We rest in who he is. So, um, you know, when circumstances are changing around us, take your eyes off of that and rest in the nature of God. Um, Moses, I just want to leave this last um, scripture with you. Moses asked God to show him his glory, and he probably thought he would show him some majestic, great display of power and light and majesty. But, um, you know, the Lord said, I will cause all my goodness to pass in front of you. I will proclaim my name, the Lord, in your presence. Exodus 34. And he passed in front of Moses, proclaiming, The Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness, maintaining love to thousands, and forgiving wickedness, rebellion, and sin. The glory of God is the nature of God. It's who he is. 
let's allow his goodness to pass before us in that secret place. Will you open your hearts and just allow his goodness to pass before you? Let's run to that secret place. Whatever season you're in, good or bad, run to that secret place and see your life transformed and other lives transformed around you. He's called you to do the impossible things. He's called you to do the things that you cannot do because he wants to do it through you and in you. Okay? If, you, if you're not scared of the things he called you to, then I'm, I'm worried because it is, it is pretty scary. But he's good. He's good. We come up with a million excuses as to why we can't do what he's asked us to, and his answer is always the same. I will be with you. I will be with you. Isn't that beautiful? And the only way we'll do things he's called us to is if we secure in who he is, and the only way we get to know who he is is in the secret place. So um, <clears throat> let's run to him. He's drawing you in. He wants more of you, and he wants to show himself and reveal himself to you. I think let's stand together as we, as we worship. Thank you. Father God, I just thank you for your presence here this morning. I thank you for the things that you are speaking to us, Lord. Just even the love letters that you're writing to us, Father God. I thank you that you're a God who is intimate and personal and longs to be with us. I thank you, Father. And I just pray that we just open our hearts, ladies, open our hearts this morning to more of him. He wants to come with his wild, radical love. He wants to overwhelm you. He wants to meet with you. He's desperate to talk to you. He's desperate to hear you. Um, I actually, I was just, sorry, one last scripture as the band starts to play. In Song of Songs, God's always brought me back to the scripture, but it's just a beautiful picture of Jesus' love and how he pursues us and how he comes after us. In Song of Songs um, 2 verse 8, it says, The voice of my beloved, that's Jesus, behold, he comes, leaping over the mountains, bounding over the hills. My beloved is like a gazelle or a young stag. Behold, there he stands behind our wall. We build up walls, break those walls down. He's gazing through the lattice. He wants to come in. He wants to come in. My beloved speaks and says to me, Arise, my love, my beautiful one, and come away. For behold, the winter is past and the rain is over and gone. And later on he says, Arise, my love, my beautiful one, and come away. Let me see your face. Let me hear your voice. For your voice is sweet and your face is lovely. Jesus, you say our faces are lovely and our voices are sweet. And you want us to arise and come with you. I just pray if um, you're here this morning and you've built walls in your heart, he wants you to take those walls down. He is so desperate to be with you. He's so desperate to reveal his love and his grace and his mercy to you. Just even now, I just pray, if that's you, would you just, even in faith, just raise your hands and break those walls down. Let God break those walls down. He's peering through the lattice. He desperately wants to see you. He wants to know you. He wants to hear your voice. He wants to see your face. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. If you're here and you simply just want more of him, just open your hearts to him.
if perhaps you've made those secret places into a physical thing, those physical things will always let you down. Even though they're good, a holiday, a spouse, finances, they'll always let you down. But Jesus never changes. He never changes. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Just receive now, ladies, as we worship, as we worship him. Thank you, Lord.